Welcome to the International Door Association's DoorCast. The IDA DoorCast will provide news and notes from the building and remodeling industry and tips and tidbits to help you improve your business. Now, here's your DoorCast host, IDA Executive Director, Mike Fisher. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Mike Fisher, welcoming you to the IDA DoorCast, brought to you from the Winding Bar Cafe. We have a very special guest today, and what I think is going to be a very interesting discussion, talking about how home inspectors can help your business. My guest is Randy Oliver, who is the president of Hollywood Crawford Door in San Antonio, Texas. Randy is an IDA past president, and he served two separate terms, actually, on the board, and Randy was part of IDA's leadership for 13 years with a six-year semi-break in between. So that's almost two decades of service to IDA. Randy, welcome to the IDA DoorCast, and thanks so much for coming to talk to us today. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate being here. And we're happy to have you. Randy, can you start off by telling us a little bit about Hollywood Crawford Door and your background in the door industry? Sure. Hollywood Crawford Door Company has been uh, in business since 1947, so next year will be our 75th year. This is my 40th year here. I went to work for my father-in-law installing garage doors back in 1981. I worked my way up to where I am currently, which is president and chief bottle washer of the company. We are primarily right now a residential garage door company. We have approximately 57 employees. We do about 50 to 60 percent of the all the new homes in San Antonio as far as new construction goes. Plus, we do a lot of service work and uh, also replacement work on the retrofit residential work. So we do primarily 99 percent residential work. And so the issue of home inspectors is very important to your business, isn't it? Probably on the home resale part of your business as well. That is correct. We do. Uh, again, we run into home inspectors, especially on new construction. When Sometimes when a homeowner gets a little sideways with a builder, they'll have a home inspector come in and go inspect the entire home. And sometimes a garage door shows up. Something as simple as a label's missing, any little thing that the home inspector might find, then we get sort of drug into that situation. And have to resolve that with the homeowner and the builder. Home inspectors go out, do a home inspection, and something shows up not so good on the garage door. So a lot of times we'll get calls, come out and check that out before the home can be sold. So it really impacts your business more than one way. So, you know, we know that home inspectors are usually tied to the selling process, not always, as you just mentioned. It's a very important part of the marketplace when it comes to evaluating homes, safety issues, quality issues, and just due diligence for home buyers in particular. There is an opportunity, obviously, to work with home inspectors on those safety and maintenance issues. To kind of circle back on the very basic fundamentals, why don't you describe to our listeners, what is a home inspector? Yeah, from my perspective, a home inspector is kind of the jack of all trades and ace of none. He knows a lot about a lot of things in a home, but he's not necessarily an expert on everything. He'll go through the home and basically find code violations or safety violations, things that he believes need to be further inspected or further checked out or addressed as far as maybe a safety situation or a code situation. But again, he tries to be an expert on everything, but he obviously he can't be an expert, but he does have a lot of knowledge. He'll flag things that look suspicious or just aren't quite right or don't look quite right to him. Sometimes he's right and sometimes he's not always right as far, especially when it comes to the garage door. He'll sometimes flag something on a garage door. You know, I've seen inspectors do things like sensors are too low, which, okay, that's not necessarily a case. I think I had one at home inspector say sensors need to be above six inches, which was totally backwards. But again, they're, they're trying to be a, a jack of all trades. But again, there's no way they can know everything about everything in the home, but they try to do the best they can in this, when they're inspecting the home. Usually for the buyer of the home, must make sure nothing's majorly wrong with the home before 
before they buy it. Well, you said the key word there, before they buy it. So if this is happening before the transaction, then the work of the home inspector can often be used as part of the negotiation. Doesn't it impact pricing of the home and, and perhaps what mitigation efforts might have to be in place from the seller as well? Correct. A lot of times what I'll see is the home inspector's report will come out and then either the, the seller will have to get those items corrected, like if the garage door needs to be adjusted or it's not balanced properly, the seller will have to have somebody come out and work on the garage door, get it balanced properly or get it corrected. Or sometimes it depends on the buyer and seller. Sometimes the buyer will take on that responsibility to get it done after the sale. But that's, again, up to the buyer usually to decide whether they want the seller to take care of it or whether they want to take a concession and have, have you know take care of themselves. Thanks for explaining that. That is an important piece of the puzzle, obviously. Now, we know that there are inspectors, and we also know that there are appraisers out there. These are two different things, aren't they? From what I understand, yes. Obviously, an inspector is, is looking for, again, the code violations, the safety violations, something that's structurally wrong or, or with the home or something like that. An appraiser is basically appraising the value of the home based on the market. So they'll look at houses in the area, comparable homes, and what they sold for. And then, again, they'll, they'll come up with an appraised value of what the house is worth, which a lot of times will affect what the amount the bank will loan uh, on that home based on the appraisal. So two separate things, and they shouldn't be confused, really. Correct. Let's talk a little bit about the construction defects claim side of this question of home inspections. There are times when a homeowner has already purchased and is now residing in the home or when they discover issues that they believe are a quality concern or potentially a safety concern or a durability concern. In your experience working with construction defects claims issues, is it typically where you're working with the homeowner or a group of homeowners if there was a, was a group like a class action that was happening? How has that played out in your experience and in your history? Yeah, in, in my experience, generally it's a homeowner that is not happy with the home that they purchased from a from a builder. They will they haven't resolved their conflict with the builder, so they hire a lawyer. The lawyer hires a home inspector to go in there and do a home inspection and then comes up with a fifty page report or whatever on all the quote unquote issues with the home. And then the builder will have to contact each of the subcontractors and address each of those situations if they want to get that resolved. So a lot of times what will happen for us is there'll be a minor, usually it's a minor thing on the garage door. It's usually not a major thing, especially in a new home. Again, I've had home inspectors say, you know, the wall button label's missing because somebody took it off and they'll notate that. Or the door needs to be adjusted is a common one, even though it doesn't sometimes. So a lot of times We'll go out there and inspect the garage door after the home inspector has done his inspection. We'll check everything out. If there's anything major or even minor, we'll take care of it. But so far in my in my experience, everything that we've come across has been easily resolved once we have that opportunity to do that. So we, we can take care of our problem pretty easily. But then, again, the builder still has to address all the issues of the home with that homeowner and get them either happy with the home or, you know, resolve it through a court system. Thanks, Randy. Let's talk a little bit about some of the laws that might be applicable to garage doors and garage door openers when it comes to real estate transactions, whether it's new construction or existing. Now, we know that when you sell a home or buy a home, there are laws regarding smoke detectors, for example. Anytime there's a real estate transaction in most states, smoke detectors have to be brought up to be a, a safe and operable condition. Some states require hardwired and will not permit the battery-operated smoke detectors. 
We don't have any laws for that outside of a few states that have adopted some additional provisions for garage door openers. Specifically, California has the battery backup law there. Even the California law does not apply to real estate transactions. It only applies to door transactions. Have you ever seen an issue where where an authority has gotten involved in this process? Or do you look at it strictly as a commercial transaction between the inspector, the home buyer, the home seller, and the door company, perhaps? Personally, I've never seen it where it became like a violation of a law. I have never seen that come up in a situation. Generally, it's just something that needs to be rectified. It's a safety hazard that the home inspector will bring up. And then again, the buyer and the seller have to decide who's going to take care of it or who's going to address the issue. But as far as a law that I, not that I can, not that I can think of where it's been affected, especially in Texas, where we, we operate, there's no, no law that would require that garage door opener be brought up to code. At the end of the day, it comes down to satisfying the customer, whoever that customer might be in, in this specific condition. Correct. I mean, and also, again, it's it's a liability issue for whoever as far as if, if, the, if the garage door opener, especially if, let's say it was a pre-1993 garage door opener without, you know, without sensors. Technically, it can stay there in, in the state of Texas, at least. It doesn't have to be removed or taken down. But again, it's it's a safety a safety situation and a liability situation for the new homeowner and anybody that happens to work on that garage door. So, you know, obviously, we're always going to either basically recommend it be replaced or not work on it in our situation. You know, basically, the liability is too great for us to work on an older pre-1993 garage door opener. It's not necessarily a law but it's definitely a a situation you have to address if you come across it. Thanks for clarifying that. We've been talking a little bit about the home inspector and what he does and what different roles the home inspector can take in these transactions. How are the inspectors organized? Do they have a trade association? I know there's a national group, InterNACHI. What about at the local or state level? What do you have in Texas in terms of organized groups of home inspectors? There are organized groups of home inspectors, and you can you can usually Google that and find out who, you know, and usually it's, there are a couple of, like I said, the uh, Internazi is one, ASHI is another one, the American Society of Home Inspectors is another national group. So you have to see which, in your particular area, how they're aligned. But there is, like in San Antonio, there's a group of, I don't remember the exact name of their organization, but they are you know, an organization of home inspectors in San Antonio that meet regularly, have continuing education that goes on and things like that. So there's both at the state and local level, you can usually find that. And generally, it's just a matter of Googling it. And it's going to be a little bit different, probably a different organization in each area locally. So Randy, just to be clear, you're recommending that a door dealer should engage with the inspector groups in their area? I, I, I definitely think it's, it's a benefit to the door dealer to become the quote-unquote expert in their area. Then they're kind of the go-to. If a home inspector has a question or even if a home inspector wants to make a recommendation to a homeowner or to somebody, a realtor, or whoever they might be working with, to say, hey, this this is a company that's respected and, and I respect and trust, and then they can go that way. So it, it definitely does not hurt to do that. And also, it helps to educate. If you can have an opportunity to educate the home inspectors in your area, sometimes you can avoid situations where you're called out to, because the home inspector, again, sometimes I've had things that just aren't right. They, they aren't trained properly. And they, again, they just, they're just not, not well trained. So it, it helps if you have the opportunity to go in and do some continuing education for them. Okay. So continuing education sounds like a good idea. If I want to provide that education to an inspector in my area, what tools are available? Isn't there a checklist that we can bring to the home inspectors? 
There is. Uh, DASMA, back in uh, probably around 2008, Joe Hetzel and I put together a DASMA technical data sheet number 167. It's the residential sectional garage door and electric operator checklist for home inspectors and consumers. And there's basically 10 different points, but there's quite a few check check marks in those points to go through with a homeowner or for a home inspector. So that's that's definitely something that can be used. Joe and I also created a PowerPoint presentation to present to home inspectors that I would be glad to share with anybody that's interested in that. And they could take it, and modify it to their needs or their specific locale. Because, again, certain areas like California or other places might have some specific needs that other places in the country might not have. But again, I would be glad to make that PowerPoint presentation available to anybody that that would like to have it just to get a starting point on continuing education for the home inspectors. Thanks for that, Randy. I made a note here. We'll come back to the continuing ed opportunity, I think, uh, a little bit later. Before we go on, I want to let everybody know, who, if you don't know who Joe Hetzel is, he's a now retired technical director from DASMA. And Joe has been really at the forefront of developing a lot of these kinds of resources on behalf of DASMA, but really for the entire industry. And this sounds like a great tool that every dealer should be aware of. IDA and DASMA also sponsor Garage Door Safety Month. There may be an additional opportunity to educate consumers, homeowners, as well as home inspectors through promotion of Garage Door Safety Month. Do you see that fitting into this piece at all? Well, I think it, it could. I mean, obviously, Garage Door Safety Month, if you get the word out locally in your area, it definitely brings the garage door to everybody's attention and helps them understand that the largest and heaviest moving object in their home does require periodic maintenance and periodic checking just to make sure it's operating safely and properly. So it, if you have that opportunity to be able to do a press release or get in front of some media or get that exposure, that's great. It, it just definitely just gets, again, brings the attention, the importance of getting the garage door inspected, getting the garage door serviced periodically to keep it working both safely and optimally. For the new construction market, Randy, when a home buyer sits at the table to sign the final paperwork to take possession of their new home, home builders have what they call closing kits. And those closing kits include a laundry list of disclaimers and other related issues that the home builder is required to communicate. In some cases, by law, they're required to communicate to the prospective home buyer. In other cases, it's just information for the home buyer. In some cases, it's actually part of the home builder's risk management strategy. Those closing kits include things like making sure that you clean your gutters is part of regular maintenance for your roof system, and that if you don't clean your gutters, your roof could be damaged through water that builds up on the roof. It could create other issues, et cetera. That's just one example. I'm not aware that any information related to garage door safety is part of a builder's closing kits. Maybe it should be. What do you think about that? No, I, I agree. There, I've, I've checked with a few builders, and the information they give is some general maintenance information. A lot of what it, they, they talk about or what a lot of them want to do is they want to avoid the issue of having another garage door company or another company install the garage door opener on the garage door that was installed with the home and then become involved in a conflict. So a lot of times what they'll do if they do anything in the in their closing documents is say if a company besides the company that installed the garage door installs the garage door opener, it voids the warranty on the garage door. I've seen that a couple of times from builders. So a lot of times we'll get calls from the homeowners and say, hey, the builder said, if I don't get the garage door opener from you, it'll void my warranty. So, you know, what do you charge to get a garage door opener installed? So the other thing on, on the builders, the, sometimes they'll have a little bit of information in there. But obviously, if we install a garage door opener on a new home for the builder, 
then the homeowner does get the the owner's manual for the garage door opener. So there are there is safety information in there that the homeowner can, can use. But if, if not, then there's not a lot of information they get. We do install a label on the inside of every garage door we install. And it does have some maintenance information, some safety information on the label that we install, of course. And then there's, of course, the regular labels that come on the garage door from the manufacturer that have some safety items. And then, of course, the uh, the door button label on the wall that uh, is required by UL325 to go next to the wall button for the garage door opener. So there is there is some safety information that's that's there on the door or by the garage door control on the wall. But again, it's not not a lot of detail information. Working with a home inspector can improve safety by identifying issues that could cause potential injuries. It also is part of the real estate transaction process, so it, it becomes part of that business. That also could generate some service business for door dealers. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes, definitely. Again, if they, they find a violation, find something, a safety violation or something that's, or the door's just not working properly, then obviously somebody needs to address that. Well, again, whether the seller needs to address it before the buyer accepts the home or whether the buyer does it after they move into the home, at least they have been made aware of it again, because most people, garage door goes up and down. They don't ever think about it. So having the home inspector operate it manually, operate it, check the reversing sensitivity, checking all those things that the homeowner generally never checks, definitely brings awareness to the garage door and the safety and operation of the garage door. So definitely a home inspector, they can definitely help generate some service work for a garage door dealer. Obviously, the information that's shared at a closing for a new home between the home seller or the home builder and the buyer is partially to cover issues like warranty that you mentioned, but also to make sure that the prospective home buyer understands that there is a maintenance requirement. And if you don't comply with the maintenance requirements, that can lead to safety concerns. How does working with a home inspector and identifying these issues help not just the builder or the home seller, but also the garage door company manage their risk? If the home inspector can bring awareness to a safety issue of the garage door when the house is being sold, obviously that's better than waiting for an accident to happen. So if there was something that was wrong with the garage door when the home inspector was checking it and it gets fixed sooner than later, then obviously that reduces the risk of the garage door dealer who may have worked on it prior or who may have installed it prior. It's just the ability to be able to address that situation sooner before something actually happens and somebody gets injured. So it definitely helps reduce the liability in that sense. As I'm making my notes here, Randy, it sounds like we have win, 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 win. Because the home inspectors need education. Homeowners should have a safe environment. And one of the ways to have safety is to make sure that there is somebody taking a look at that. And if the homeowners aren't doing it themselves, at least when these transactions happen, You've got another party coming in to give the garage door a good look and the garage door opener a good look. It also provides that service business opportunity and helps manage the risk from the builder as well as the door dealer. So home inspectors actually can be a very positive part of the operations and the success of a door dealer. That's correct. I think sometimes we get annoyed at a home inspector because sometimes they'll point out something that, again, may or may not be really an issue. But again, if we have a good working relationship with them and they, they know us as the experts in the, in, the, in the market, then again, you're more likely to get additional service work and also avoid, if you can educate them, it'll help avoid some other situations that don't necessarily need to be brought up. So it's definitely a win-win situation for everybody, for the homeowner, for the home inspector, for, for the garage door dealer, pretty much everybody involved. Like you said, it's just it's a benefit to everybody to have the home inspector educated 
again, to develop a relationship with your local home inspectors. Well, you described the home inspector earlier as kind of, I think I had this captured accurately, jack of all trades, master of few. You didn't say master of none, but you did say master of few. And that's likely because home inspectors do come in some cases from the construction industry. So you might have someone that is very skilled in one trade or one part of the building process, not necessarily all the others. So in those cases, that's where the education comes into play. And that's where I think the opportunity is. And it sounds like you've had some success with that. Have you actually been able to see a direct benefit from your outreach to the home inspectors in terms of your business? Yeah, I don't, I don't, unfortunately, I don't probably track it the way I should, but yeah, we definitely have some benefit from, definitely had business from home inspectors who have gone out to inspect, you know, the garage door system and then say, hey, call Hollywood Crawford or, you know, call your local, call anybody. But again, it's just definitely, we've received a lot of different calls over the years because of a home inspector didn't pass the garage door for whatever reason. So it, again, it, it creates service work for us to go back out there and, and take care of it for the for the, again for either the seller or the the buyer of the home. Thanks for that clarification. So as we try to figure out what we should be telling our dealer members at IDA, it'd be nice to develop a, a list of some recommendations and actions they can take. So I made a few notes. The first one I have is there are available resources. Would that be one of the recommendations that we'd make to a dealer? Use what's already created there. Yeah, I would. I would not reinvent the wheel. I mean, obviously the checklist is a great resource. Again, the PowerPoint presentation that I be glad to make available is a great resource. So those those are things you don't have to recreate. You just use, again, to educate, whether you just take the checklist and send it to your local home inspectors, mail it or whatever, email it, whatever you want to do there, and then just let them know if you ever have any questions that, you know, you're, you could be used as a resource. Uh, if you just want to do it that way, if you don't want to do a formal training class or whatever, you can just become, again, a resource for them to go to if they have questions. On the education piece, a lot of times in the construction and the building products industry, the classes that are most popular are those that will apply CEUs, continuing education unit credits, to the attendees and participants in the educational program. That's the same thing for inspectors as well. So I'll ask you a question. Do you think that IDA should work on developing classes either to present directly to inspector groups or to make available to inspector groups that would be qualified for those CEUs? Does that make sense to you? No, it does make sense. And you, you can actually do that if you wanted to locally. I've done that where there's usually, like in our local home inspector group, there's usually somebody in charge of education. A lot of times, if you have something to present to them, they will help you get that program approved for the CEUs through either the state licensing board or whatever, whoever is the one that's going to actually be the one that they have to get the CEUs for to renew their license or whatever. Usually it's the state. So a lot of times it's a state by state situation where the state has to approve the course to get the CEU credits. But again, the local or state education people can help help you get that approved. They know the process to go through to get it approved. Again, they're always looking for CEU credits. They're always looking for new information, new education, because they want to do the best job they can. So again, there's not a whole lot of people out there giving them garage door training on how to inspect a garage door. So they're, they're very open to that if, if you approach them. For IDA to develop a CEU class would be one way to do it. You're suggesting that we try to make it a little bit more locally organized. 
maybe we should be looking at doing a train the trainer program where IDA can actually provide the resources and train dealers who want to get involved in this level of interaction with home inspectors where they could actually attend an IDA class to be trained in how to train the home inspectors. How does that sound? That That's a good good point, a good idea. Again, I think the reason I, I was recommending locally is because I think it is a state-by-state situation. So unless, you know, if IDA wants to go by state-by-state to get a course approved, they can do that. But it is something that I believe the that has to go through the state. We Again, IDA could check in with the national organizations to see if there's a way we can get this blanketed across and approved for all all states. That might be one way IDA could step up and, and do that. But again, it you know, a train-the-trainer course on how to how to train a home inspector is probably a great idea to do that. What, what do you bring up? What do you, how do you, how do you go about getting in touch with inspectors? Just lots of things that you could share there on that. It sounds like we have several different opportunities on that front. The good news is our producer, Lori Barker Cummings, happens to be the staff liaison for our education committee at IDA. And uh, we'll be talking about adding this to the potential discussions for that committee to see if we can bring some things to the table on the inspection side. At the end of the day, it sounds like some materials are available already. The easiest low-hanging fruit right now would be just to develop that relationship at in the local level. So as they say, all politics are local, and it sounds like this is the same thing. So dealing with home inspectors, what any door dealer could do right now is take the resources that are available, the checklist, we'll make the PowerPoint uh, program available now. We have materials from Garage Door Safety Month. So if we put together that toolkit of how to talk to home inspectors, you see door dealers being able to take advantage of that right now. I do. Yeah, it's very simple. I mean, it takes a little bit of time, but again, just reaching out to the home inspectors and sending them a checklist would be an easy way to start. Generally, you can look up what your local home inspector group is. Generally, you can go online, find the members of that group. Generally, it's not that difficult. And then just, you know, email them an introduction letter along with the checklist would be one simple way to do it. Maybe take you an hour or two to, to do that one day. So it's easy to Easy to start if you if you want to. At the end of the day, Randy, door dealers and IDA and our affiliates all want to see our products used and enjoyed safely by our customers. So all of the work that we're doing on this issue is really leading towards improving the safety record of our industry and our products. And that's never a bad thing, is it? No, it's never never a bad thing. One, not only is it a good thing to do to again to protect the general public from getting hurt or getting injured from a garage door. But it also helps us as a dealer to make sure everybody understands the inherent risks involved with the garage door so that they get it inspected regularly, get it get it serviced regularly. So, again, we can catch the problems before they become serious and before somebody gets hurt. Again, that just keeps us all out of the court systems, keeps people out of the hospitals. This is good for everybody. We can get that word out that, yes, the garage door can operate safely, but it can't be neglected. It does need to be periodically checked, inspected, and serviced. Safety is a very important part of IDA's mission. In fact, Garage Door Safety Month was moved to May starting this year. And the reason we did that was to coincide with the International Code Council's Building Safety Month so that we could piggyback on their marketing efforts. And in fact, they would also be able to take advantage of some additional outreach through IDA and DASMA's program on Garage Door Safety Month. They also have a series of podcasts. Gordon Thomas, who is the new technical director at DASMA, and I were on the podcast for Garage Door Safety Month and for ICC. So we've made that ICC podcast available through our program as one of our presentations through the IDA DoorCast. 
there's an additional opportunity going forward to work with ICC, which includes in their membership, building inspectors. It would be wonderful if we get to the day where a building inspector who is going through the home and improving different parts of the home would actually be able to recognize simple things like the elevation of photo eyes off of the floor in the garage. I know that in some areas of the country where there are high wind code requirements, some building inspectors that work for the city or the county have gone out to inspect garage doors for compliance to the wind load requirements and to the labeling requirements that are in place. It would be wonderful, in my opinion, if they would also be able to, during that same inspection, notice that there's an issue with photo eyes and catch something then as well. Again, it goes back to improving the safety of our industry. There may be an additional opportunity there to add yet another set of eyes. It could be looking for some of that low-hanging fruit, some of the very obvious safety concerns that could be easily remedied before they become a safety violation. So when maybe we should add that to our list, what do you think about that? No, that's a great idea. So, Randy, we've had kind of a big circling discussion here talking about home inspection, but at the end of the day, we've been talking about safety. And as we look at improving the safety record of the industry, home inspections and home inspectors are just one part of that puzzle. So if you could give one piece of advice to a door dealer about how to use this business of home inspection to help their business and to help their customers, what would that one piece be? Yeah, the one piece I think is just, again, contact your local home inspectors, let them know that you're a resource if they ever, you know, ever have any questions. Again, share the technical data sheet from DASMA about the checklist. Just get in contact with your local home inspectors and let them know you're available, that you're concerned about, you know, them doing a good job and educate them on how to properly inspect a garage door or what. Sometimes they just have questions. It's great to have a resource to go to if they do have a question. A door dealer can become a resource for the home inspector. Correct. Excellent. I think this has been a very good discussion. The good news is I think we have found some opportunities to improve safety and also help our dealers navigate through this opportunity. And it may at the same time create a little more work for us at IDA. But that's a good thing because we have an opportunity here to help our dealers improve safety. And at the same time that we're providing that resource that you recommended for the inspectors. I want to thank you again, Randy, for taking time to come out and speak with us today. Thank you. I also want to thank our listeners. We do hope that you enjoyed this week's IDA DoorCast, and we hope that you'll join us for our next episode. This is IDA Executive Director Mike Fisher signing off from the Winding Bar Cafe. Goodbye to everybody until next time. Thank you for listening to the IDA DoorCast. Be sure to catch our next episode. For more information about IDA, visit doors.org. See you next time.